Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of My Town Hustle. Today we're going to talk about being a public servant. Stay tuned. Welcome to My Town Hustle, where we take an in-depth look at the people, policies, and processes that make small towns work. Focusing on trends in urbanism and creative economies, My Town Hustle explores the ideas that make our community special. So sit back and enjoy the show. All right, welcome everybody to this week's episode. We are talking about being a public servant. And while we're talking about that today, it is just Brett and I. Ooh. So I am Sam Tootin with Sixmo City Services. And I'm still Brett Olfen, a uh, native son of Appalachia. Happy to be here, as always. As always. And uh, obviously a little different take there for our intro, but Jared is at home with a new baby. How about that? So everybody give uh, congratulations. Uh, congratulations to him, and uh, we're thinking about him and uh, me with no children and Brett with children. I, I couldn't relate, so I'm, uh, I'm here. The yeah. idea of starting over day zero with a baby, not a good one on this morning for me. Yeah. No yeah. Way. <laughs> Shout out to you, Jared and Elena. Yes. Shout out. More, pre- more, more, more for them. <laughs> but Brett and I thought today's episode would be good to talk about uh, our experience, um, why we went into the field what we think about the field, good, bad, ugly, sure. everything in between, and kind of just where we got to this point. Sure, and, and having that we both have experience in local government, we thought this would be a little more germane to just Sam and I, no offense to Jared. Yeah. But um, <laughs> again, something that uh, we have in common that's unique to us, and I think we've both answered the question, even to ourselves, of why in the heck did you guys do that? Yeah. You guys could do anything. Yeah. Why are you doing that? So uh, today we want to talk a little bit more about what does it mean to be a public servant? Yes. And, and what is that like? How do you get there? Um, what can you do? What does it mean? All those things. So Especially if you're out there listening and you are interested in these things, but you don't do it full time of your job. Sure. You know, you maybe advocate a little bit of time to attend meetings and, or you can, you know, want a, a career change, you yeah. know. Uh, it's definitely a lot of opportunities out there. There are, and, and I'm glad we're having this conversation, and I, I'm excited to hear Sam's story. Mm-hmm. I'm, ex- I'm excited to share my story, and one of the reasons I want to really want to do this was career development work and career development discussions, especially for young people, are something that we've really got to do more of yeah. and younger. So for those of you that are listening, if you have the opportunity to share with a young person your story of how you came from being a high school kid to, or whatever, to, to what you are now, that story has power. And I think it helps build the narrative to a student or to a young person that there are a lot of different ways to get to where you want to go in life. There's really no one step one, step two, step three. There isn't, there really isn't any of that. It's, um, you can get off at exit one or you can go to exit 150 and it all is going to take you somewhere. So sharing that story has power. And the last thing I'll say about it is I think most students, and this is kind of a joke I make with some of our career development folks, most students, most kids, right. They know five jobs, they know a doctor, a lawyer, a teacher, and whatever their mom and dad do. Those are the five jobs they know in the world. Spot on. Um, And so when you see, you meet somebody like Sam and he tells you he works in a, you know, maybe a zoning department or, 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 you know, a department of a community, they're like, that's a job. Yeah. So that is indeed a job. And so we're going to talk about what that, what that means today. And and that's a good segue into my city planning job that I had uh, for a neighboring community, Parkersburg. I grew up here. Parkersburg is 20 minutes away until I applied. 
I had no idea sure. that they had one. Yeah. I was like, what? I was impressed <laughs> that they had one, you know, when I, that time came for when I applied. Sure. Um, but just, again, you go through it not knowing kind of what things are or how you get there. And for me, in terms of you know, talking to kids at a younger age about what they want to do, everybody out there, I went to Ohio State. I went there for one reason and one reason only, and that was football. <laughs> Shock. <laughs> Shock. <laughs> one reason only. Grew up a Ohio State fan. You know, didn't – I only applied to two schools. I just – but my mindset was always set to there. Right. Uh, changed my major a couple times. Uh, ended up taking some classes uh, in geography, uh, GIS classes, and some city planning classes. And it just stuck. It also stuck with the prereqs I had, and I was looking to just be done. I was, uh, you know, just done with school. Um, school was great. I love my education. It's something that no one can ever, ever take from me. But when I was dur- during the course of it, I was like, yeah, I'm ready to go. Yeah, I get that. And basically knew with geography, I had some opportunities, but I came back home, lived here for about a year, you know, even in a smaller town, a lot of, especially government jobs. They're taken up by sure. people who are going to be there for a long time. Yep. And they're not always advertised or sought after for uh, to get sure. actual professional people. Yep. And so I went back to school, got my MPA. And moved that forward, you know, moved that forward. And I have experiences in there that I liked and didn't like. But, you know, uh, I've always told people when I got to MPA, because even some people were like, what's that? <laughs> sure. <laughs> that is a master's of public administration. Yes. Kind of like a master's of business administration. Yes. But for the public side. And that's always what I told people. Because even with an MPA or MBA, you could do a lot of things right. on, on the private side. So same goes for the MPA. Yep. But, you know, but, but with that, you know, you can do planning. You could be uh, uh, my the I went to the College of Charleston in South Carolina for my for grad school and they had a nonprofit management tied into it. They had environmental science uh, masters tied into it, especially down there because it being on the coast on yep. the coastline. Yep. Um, a lot of those agencies, a lot of people had their mindset for big state federal type jobs or just nonprofit. You sure. Know, nonprofit management. I've worked for a nonprofit, so I, I felt like it was definitely adequate to, yeah. to, to have that job as well based on my schooling. So, you know, it's 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 interesting. And, yeah. uh, Brad, I know you are currently taking classes for to get your M- MPA. I am. That sounded like a good idea. Hey, I turned 40. Let's get a master's <laughs> right good. now. Yeah. yeah. So, but it's it's been rewarding as well. And, and, and Sam, my story is really not that different from yours. It's very similar, you know. So... Small town kid. I was I was born here in Marietta. Lived my young life in very rural Pennsylvania. Made my way back to Marietta for college. Yeah. And came into college like many kids, completely undecided. Yeah. And took everything. I took uh, literature. I took econ. I took accounting. I mean, I took everything. Yeah. And it was one of those moments. And you listening out there, you might have had these same moments where it was down to that day, your sophomore <laughs> year, where you must choose a major. Yes. Today's the day. <laughs> We're gonna pick one. And it's like Sam was saying, I was speaking with my advisor and we were kind of looking over the classes I'd taken and the performance that I'd put forth in those classes and political science classes I I had really good grades in. And I, as I looked back at those classes, I remembered that I was, I enjoyed those and Mm -hmm. I liked the faculty and I liked the students. So I was like, well, maybe I'm a political science major. Yeah. So I, I went down the political science path, completely right choice for me. Um, Leadership studies minor, side note, probably the most important thing I did 
so impactful in my professional life. We nice. could probably do a whole podcast on just that. Yeah. But chose the political science. And then um, as I got to the end of the college, this is where the story gets interesting. And it's like the frustrating part for a student was, you know, people are like, well, how did you get the job that you have? Yeah. And here's the story. Uh, I had a roommate my senior year who was working as an intern for a marketing firm here in Marietta. That marketing firm was doing a project with the organization I work for now. Yeah. And as it, as it was, my roommate and the director of the organization that I am now working for, the director at the time, they were from the same town. Okay. And so it was Martins Ferry, Ohio. So they just started talking about Martins Ferry, Purple Riders football, all those things. Yeah. In that conversation, he says to my roommate, we're looking for an intern. Do you know anybody? Yeah. And he said, yeah, I think so. He gets this card, comes back to the dorm. Hey, Brett, I met this guy today. Yeah. It's like a government type of agency. Yeah. Full disclosure, we didn't exactly know back then. We were we were kids. Yeah, yeah. They're looking for an intern. Here's this card. You should call him. I called. I had a little interview, and I got a job, and it's literally the only job I've had for my whole life. So, yeah. But that's the story. I wish I could say I pursued it with more intent. <laughs> I definitely pursued, like Sam is saying, the, I, I knew I wanted to work in government yeah. in some way. If you know me, I just don't have the intestinal fortitude, the guts to take the risk of starting a business and running a business and operating. I'm just, that's just not me. Yeah. I just, I don't have that aptitude. Major shout out to the people that do, Yeah. but that's not me. Yeah. And I knew that luckily when I was 19 years old. Yeah. <laughs> so I knew that I was going to need to do something that was maybe a little lower risk. Obviously it was going to be a little less rewarding on the, on the financial side, but True. I was willing to make that trade off. So yeah. that, that's kind of my story. I wish I could say that I like had a great vision for what I was going to do. I did not. I just kind of knew generally I want to be in government. Yeah. And I just kind of started walking toward that. So that's my, that's my career pathway development story. And, um, it's a lesson that there are many ways to get where you want to go. Yeah. And sometimes the first stop is the last one. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, or, or a very long one. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. What, what's the, whatever the average is, you would change jobs, you know, sure. you, you break that you are extending that. Yeah. Up. I destroyed that. <laughs> I crushed just, it. Unfortunately, I crushed just that. Gone. Yeah. But I think the pathway segment of that is really good for people because, um, you know, you need to understand both. And what I'm getting at is like on you're not wanting to like own, start a business like that kind sure. of like just over your head. Yep. You know, there's people out there who obviously if they're 18. They're like, I'm, I, this is they live I'm, for that. Yeah, they live for it. Yeah. Well, make sure that we they understand and they know when they go into it how to get there. Sure. You know, and I think it's it's easy to learn what a job is and isn't. Yep. But how to apply that job and how to get to that point is is the most important. Thing. Yeah. And in the, in the public sector piece is interesting. I I think you and I might be a little different than other folks. It seems, in, in my opinion, and I'd like to get your take on this. Most people come to work in the public sector as an afterthought because yeah. they they couldn't do something else or they're after something else. They never think about that as their first and intentional stop. Yeah. Um, it seems like a lot of people retire into public service or retire into local government work or whatever it is, yeah. never really starting there with intent. I mean, do you, have you seen that in your experience? Yeah. I, mean, I, I think especially as a, uh, like director, you know, you sure. higher management, uh, positions, uh, whether it's in like public works or engineering, you know, they're going to have a lot of uh, private yeah. sector background to it. Um, and again, it government work is a good segue or career path for people when they're not sure. sure. So if you can get in and rise, you know, it's, it's, it's can't, a, it can be rewarding, 
but it's also rewarding in terms of stability. Yes. So I think absolutely you just yep. see that that way, and, and especially public officials and mayors. You know, you I I know very few people who are like I'm going to be a mayor. Yeah, and I I guess it's important to say for the listeners out there, the conversation, at least in my opinion, that we're having is outside of is outside of elected officials true um you can true. be an elected official and be a private business owner you can be yeah. an elected official and do that um not every place in the country is being an elected official at any level a full-time job i mean yeah. there are many places if you listen Absolutely. to our elected official episodes show mm-hmm. you know we know personally that there are counties out there where if you're a, a county commissioner mm-hmm. uh you're only getting a stipend it's not a full-time job you're gonna have your private business or you're going to whatever you do to actually make income and do that on the side almost like so um but yeah for this conversation we're not really talking about elected officials just we're talking more about support staff you know um administrative folks folks that are working in programs yeah folks that are working in agencies things like that yeah managers administrators uh, all types Uh, that is true i think people will can go from that uh, as good segues to then get into the public official side of it. Sure. Um, obviously, as you work your way up. Um, but and I, I think, would argue that's the best way to do it. I think so, too. Prepares you, for yeah. you know, to know what you're getting into. I think a lot of folks just charge in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not exactly what they expected as an elected official. So um, yeah. working on the inside first is a great way to kind of segue into that. True. And, yeah. and I've always been an, and will be an advocate that the inside is a professional setting you know yes. we we need to make sure our our, our yes. organizations our governments have people in it to are educated on the topics that they're that they're working with sure. and if they're not which is fine that you have the support to educate them yep. you know have the services and educational learning uh, kind of budgetary things in there so they can progress and they can learn yep. just like any private sector right. you know just and Invest in your in your staff. There, there, yeah. And I think unless you're a unless you're a doctor, you know, unless you're a surgeon, yeah. there's really no program out there that can prepare you for any job, let alone a public sector job. True. There's a huge, huge amount of it is on the job. You're going to learn the culture of the organization you're working in. You're going to learn the ins and outs of how they do the business of whatever it is they're doing. Mm-hmm. So um, it, it is important to kind of be in there and be willing to learn. Yeah. Th- that's a critical piece. So there is nothing that can like acutely prepare you yeah. <laughs> to go in there. There's stuff, you know, having general, like Sam's saying, having, if you're work, if you're going to be working in, let's say a financial capacity, having a background in finance, having a background in accounting, yeah. having a background in, you know, general management, those things are helpful Yeah, to at least give you the groundwork for what you might do. Yeah. Um, if, if you're, if your specialty is running a weed eater and you want to be the health commissioner, that's yeah. probably not a good skill match anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. um, yeah. So, you know, having those uh, requisites is, is important, and uh, we need those in the public sector just like you would in any in anything. Yeah, and I think I, a lot of people will go into it, and I like to touch base on like kind of the impact, right? Sure. So we're we're talking, you know, there is high reward, um, yeah, in it. There's also low reward, sure, um, thankless work that, that goes into it, and I think ultimately what has always driven me. It's on the local kind of smaller scale stuff um, coming from a smaller town, coming from this community where I've st- stated before, it's the, the city I first like kind of fell in love with. What impact can I make? Yes. And when you try to make that impact, you know, it's not always going to work. 
or it's not always going to go the way you want it to go. So you're going to feel deflated at times, um, but you're also going to feel good at times. Yeah, I think that's the that's probably the biggest transactional benefit that somebody can get from working in the public sector in general, but especially, especially, especially in local government. Yeah. You can make a sudden and visible impact on whatever it is you're doing um, through your effort. Yeah. And I think that a lot of people are driven by, I really, you know, like Sam, I really love this place. I have a tie to, there's a tie that binds here for me. Mm. I want to put forth my energy, effort and aptitude to, manifest all kinds of good things in this place. Yeah. And so I think that is a real, many people I think if you talk to in the public sector, that's probably the driving reason they're doing or they're drawn to what they're doing. True. Yeah. And you would want them to, you know, you, sure. you want them to come to work and feel good. Not on, maybe not on a bigger scale impact, but you have to go into it wanting to help people. Yes. You know, it just when we when we say public servant, you know, that word gets used for anybody in the public sector: firemen, policemen, uh, you know, EMTs to low-level employees to upper management. You know, they are in there to help people. Here's a this isn't a hot take, but maybe a hot story. Yeah, there we go. Here we first go. hot take with Brett. Yes, uh, I had the experience once. I was interviewing a gentleman for a GIS job. Yeah, and in the course of that interview, I was asking him about what type of work environment works best for him. So for example, do you work best alone? Yeah. Do you work best, you know, in a small one-on-one team with a supervisor or with a manager, or do you work better in a larger, in, in a team environment? Yeah. And this person without hesitation, <laughs> without hesitation, <laughs> looked right at me and said, you know, Brett, if you could just put me on the computer and put the computer over there in the corner and let me do the GIS work all day long, that's my optimal work scenario. Yeah. Spoiler alert, it is not the optimal work scenario for our agency. It's not the optimal work scenario for working in the public sector because there are some jobs where I think you can do that. You know, if you wanted to be a 911 dispatcher, that's probably a pretty lone wolf job in some places, maybe. Yeah. I'm just going off the top. But as far as working to, to, you're not Jared, you're Sam. You've always been Sam. Sorry about that. It's all right. Um, To that point, you know, we we work with the public, like Sam is saying. And if you're not really ready and willing to do that at some point, it's going to be really hard for you to enjoy working in the public sector. Yes. Yeah. Cause you're going to be dealing with people probably in that scenario with his uh, desire who are straightforward. Just here's what I want. Do yep. it to help me understand, you know, you're, he, you would then become an educator. Like yep. here's what I'm doing. This is what we're doing. And that per- pers- interpersonal skill is, yeah. is extremely beneficial in pub in public work. Yep. Um, you have to be kind of approachable and, and not feel, you know, like you're intimidating anybody. Yeah, for 100%. And it's and that, that, that is tough to do. Yep. Um, and, you know, I think, although I don't currently work in the public sector right now, I st- still believe that I can make an impact um, outside of that. But even to those listeners who maybe don't feel like they can switch careers you know again mm-hmm. brett's 40 and he's going you know he's in school it can always be done yeah but you can do it in different ways yep. um i think that's definitely important to realize that no matter what you can you can you can give back uh, and be yeah. involved in your community yeah and it, and it seems to always be there you know it, there's always opportunities um whether or not it's actually working you know as a paid yeah. employee like sam is saying there's 
there are committees, there are yeah. other groups, there's there are all kinds of ways you can provide input, create impact, yeah, share your wealth of talent and aptitude with the place that you love or organizations that you care about that are working on an issue that's very personal or meaningful to you. There's a lot of ways to get involved and do that. And yeah. it doesn't have to be your professional job. It can be. Yeah. But it doesn't have to be. Yeah. I do want to take time to talk about maybe what I didn't like about the public sector. Sure. I don't expect there you were to. Things. <laughs> there were things. <laughs> there were things. <laughs> there were a few things. Since I'm not in it anymore, you don't have to re- go into that on your end since you still work for for it. But I think one thing that we ha- that I didn't like about it and that people should be mindful is that obviously politics play sure. a particular role yep. in all of it. Um, from the local to federal level, whatever agency you work on, it's going to be influenced. On my experience, doing it at the local level, it's you have good experiences with elected officials and bad ones. It all depends on how those officials want to work with you. Sure. Uh, how they see their government working yep. within anyway, and they have trust and they believe in the departments and what they're outlined to do and understand any limitations or whatever that they may may have. So, you know, that was always good. But at the same time, if you're trying to do a project on a local level, you know, in like a community development department and it's common, you know, you, you, you are well in, well in the know, known of what this is and how other communities are doing it and how beneficial it is. But if there's a stigma to it, maybe, you know, that you, you have to persuade the public and public mm-hmm. officials to why this is beneficial. So that's always got the first hurdle and it just depends on what it is. You know, if, if public officials don't want to listen to it or there's a big outcry, you know, it, that's where, it, that's where it could get stopped. Yep. And it's like, well, I guess we're not going to do it because that then gets in persuasion to, to, you know, your head of your government, mayor, uh, manager, whatever, who's like, you know, we're just not going to do it right now. So it, it, it varies. It does. Um, and there was great experiences that I had uh, with public officials because they always are going to be like, you know, they're, they're doing their pitch when they're, when they're running. But mm-hmm. once they always got in and, and came in and learned what we did and learned what we were trying to do, you know, it was always rewarding in that way because you're going to teach them. You know, again, my job's to teach them like, hey, this is what we're trying to do and this is why we're doing it. We were saying off mic that, and I think Sam's making a great point here is, and I would take that even a step further. And, and for those listeners out there that are thinking about, well, I would never want to work for my village or the city or the county yeah, because of politics. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm here to tell you that there is a way to work in government and not be involved in politics at all. True. It. Yes, it does impact at the top level because the leaders that are ultimately managing all the things you're trying to do, they are determined through a political process. There's yeah. no doubt about that. Yeah. But that doesn't have to be a limiting factor for you as an employee. I mean, mm-hmm. you could you could work in a recorder's office. Yeah. Cuz you love doing property transactions or doing financial management and you love yeah. that. Yeah. You can do the crap out of that yeah. <laughs> without having to be under the, you know, unduly impacted by politics or any of that. So, True. so I, I would say to folks out there, don't, don't let that stop you. Yeah. Um, if you're considering, you know, doing something like that, I would argue there are ways in, in the organization I work for, you know, we work with all, our whole board is made up of elected officials, but I'm really, really proud to say the politics really never, rarely ever comes into it. Yeah. 
folks are able to understand we're here to do this mission. We're here to do this job. And sometimes we're doing it a little different than maybe the past or maybe different than how we'll do it in the future. But yeah. ultimately we're focused on trying to serve folks in Southeast Ohio through these number of programs. Yeah. Most people can get down with that. And we we're largely able to do that free of politics. Now there are moments where some of those issues yeah. are political and True. we really, and I would say there is a way to be smart about that and, and, if you must go into that because it's the mission of your agency or the department you're working in, you're just gonna have to deal with it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but in a lot yeah. of cases there, you, you can, you can get around that if you just kind of deftly and smartly navigate yourself focused on only on what you're doing. Yeah. There are ways to be above that. True. I, and I think of like, um, one field that I, that I always liked and admired and, and just, uh, it goes with me, uh, on a personal level, of just what I like to do outside of work, like it's parks and rec, right? Sure. That that's a field you could be a parks and rec director because you just love you love parks, you love what they provide. Yeah. You know, there's really no and your city's got a great. You just got to manage parks yeah. and programs for recreational needs for the community. But now I'm a pl planner and worked in a development department, so you're making impacts that that change, and that would be a little bit more heavier on yeah. the politics side than than yeah. some other ones. So I agree. There yeah. there are variations of what you deal with. Um, on that. Yep. A lot of things I had to do had to get approved, you yes. know, through, through, through legislation. So, uh, that was my experience yep. on that. But I think, yeah, you, you, you can go through your whole experience you can go through your whole experience dealing with, and it's great. You know, it's, it's all varies on the, uh, political environment that, th that you're in, I feel like. And, you know, that's, well, I'm going to take a segue here. <laughs> ah, stupid thing. Just want to see where we're at and then, uh, yeah. Where you want it? Yep. What we're missing. <laughs> it's going to be a thing every time now. I've got a couple other I've got a couple other things I think that we can okay. we can go on. <clears throat> Let you get settled there. So Sam, I'm curious, over your experience working in Parkersburg and, and your awareness of of public work and, and public involvement, have you seen it change in the time that you've kind of been paying attention? I, I've seen some changes that I I think I'm gonna I'd like to point out, but I'm curious for you, did it has it changed over the time that you were aware of it and working in it? It 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 changed for me when I moved back up here. Sure. Um, than it was when I was in school in a southern state in a big city, and your school was always kind of involved with good things. You know. Yeah. You did good projects. You had uh, capstones. You had stuff that was that was for the good. It really wasn't. Uh, see anything that was bad my experience here coming back to the smaller has has changed in regard that i think people are more frustrated yes with local government yep. and are actively seeking change or wanting change um, it's 
both sides of the river. Parkersburg is in West Virginia is just just across the Ohio River from us. So even that's just two polar opposites uh, in terms of, of how they're ran uh, just at the state level. Then it trickles down yeah. to the local level. Um, I actually prefer the other side of the river than as I get more entrenched in the rules of, of, of Ohio. Sure. That'd be my, my take, I think. And it's just uh, people being involved, getting involved or running or, uh, you know, I think, I, I, I think it's for the good. Yes. I ultimately think it's good. I think we need to question uh, what's being done, what has been done and what's going to be done in the future. Because ultimately, cities this town this town's going to be here after you are. Yes, indeed. You know that's the one thing I can tell you yeah. is when you get in this work, you know you, you want to make a you do want to make an impact. You want to make your footprint, but ultimately it's going to be here after you are. One of the things I've observed, and 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 maybe you can uh, put something in on this too, is yeah. over my twenty years, I've observed the the workforce that's working in in public the public sector or yeah. in local government really getting younger. Yeah. Which has been pretty awesome. I can remember being a 21 year old kid who was starting in this, in this role and being, and I mean far and away, and that's not even a big enough, that's not even a strong enough term being yeah. far and away the youngest person in most of the settings and meetings and scenarios that I was in. And that was really hard for me as a young person because I thought, why in the heck would these people listen to me? Yeah. Or why would they want to work with me? I'm I'm 21 years old. Yeah. This kid doesn't know anything. Yeah, exactly. And I and I quite honestly at the beginning I don't think I did. Yeah. But um, it's that's really changed over the years. And maybe it's because I'm getting older. But I, which is goes without saying. Yeah. But I think truly, more people, more young people are seeking public sector positions with intent. Like yeah. We were talking about earlier, mm-hmm. rather than doing a private sector job and then kind of falling over into the private, into the public sector. Yeah. I, I think young people are entering the public sector with intent yeah. at a way, in a way that I didn't really see 20 years ago when I was entering, there was a few other folks out there and our agency included, yeah. but most of the folks were, they were older. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's been an interesting change to see over the years for me. Yeah. I, I definitely am glad when I went to Parkersburg that, that I had a boss who was just a couple years older than me. And I had a coworker who was my age, so I got to be. Uh, and they were he was fresh. He was freshly new, and my boss had been there some uh, for quite some time. And that was that was refreshing. Yeah, I see. I don't see that here necessarily um, yet, uh, but I think that I think that'll change. Yeah, um, I don't know if part of that is you know the the boomer getting you for know sure. getting to where. They are professionally in their careers um, on the tail end in terms of retirement. But I definitely know more people who are involved or actively want to be involved Mm -hmm. um, and or just or interested, you know, or actually taking note of of how things are are working. I also being 32, don't know if that's just, you know, I own a house. I pay taxes now. It's you're, you're an adult. Yeah. You know, and you just take more notice of that kind of thing. Sure. Um, but it would be refreshing to know since you serve so many other counties that, you know, you do get to see that uh, uh, people stepping in uh, yeah. and have chosen that path. And, and it's happening top to bottom. I mean, I know we're not talking about elected folks, but 
even as a as a brief comment, even on the elected side, I, I'm yeah. seeing younger folks at least run. Yeah, some some younger folks being elected in positions, which is great. So, yeah. um, this is great. Yeah, all all those things are good. So it's it's interesting to just watch how that age dynamic has played out in yeah. the public sector. And that's I think that's hopeful for the future too, because I think you can break away from the stigma that you have to have 40 years experience, you know, to be qualified to to do this or do that. Yeah. Um, what makes you qualified is is education and experience, yeah. uh, not just experience alone. Yeah. And I think that as long as the professional public sector jobs grow, um, we should see more qualified people yeah. uh, in that realm. So I agree. I, I do like that. And speaking of that, you know, in 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 school for me, I always, I felt like an outsider. Because a lot of people were con- more concerned and about state or federal, you know, type national issues, right. and I just didn't have that uh, worry. There's yeah. some that I have now and, and and I'm following, but my as my goal was always just on a local uh, setting. Yeah. And again, I think that's the most the most uh, rewarding. But it all goes back to what you talked about in terms of like knowing what you want to do. Yeah. And how you get there. Well, and I'm sitting here listening to you, and I'm thinking about the program that I went through as a, as a political science major, and it was very angled toward federal agencies, federal policies, federalism, yeah, you know, principles of democracy, international relations, all those things. And not to not to bring down what what we did there, but yeah. Um, I would argue a student is way more likely to end up in a state or local government job or a public sector job in the state or local level mm-hmm. right out of college than they are to go to Washington, D.C. and work there. Yeah. And so hearing you say that, Sam, I wish that there would have been a program out there to better prepare you for the thing that you already knew you wanted to do back then Yeah. without you or I having to sit through unnecessarily, you know, uh, federalism or yeah. international relations or, his, you know— you know, history of foreign policy, you know, those things are great and they are important, but there, there, I think there's a place out there for, um, education and training that's more focused on the lower, the intermediate and lower levels of public service and government that I think folks are much more likely to end up in. Yeah. Um, so, you know, so it's very interesting that you say that cause I, I, I wish that for you that that, <laughs> that would have been there because how, how awesome could that have been? It, I, 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 I will say and to convert it to school, I had some. Good, you know, good. some good classes, but I one that pops in my head is like theory of public policy. Yes, and it was always driven public, meaning greater federal, state, and federal yes. policy, um, and people asking questions of more concern of that. And I'm like, eh, you know, not not what I wanted. But I had planning classes, theory of planning that yep. focus so you know focused and specialized on a smaller scale, uh, which was beneficial. But yeah, I think that's the beauty of school. You know, for sure that I have you have to sit through some stuff that you may not like. Yes. Uh, but you will ultimately use it, I believe, in, at some point. That's how you figure out what you do like. I yes. Yeah. 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 I've had some even undergrad. I had some classes I did not like. <laughs> but philosophy was one. <laughs> I do not. I'm not going to state what my grade was in that class, but. I learned real, real quick that's not uh, philosophy was not my game. The old the old art sequence, yes. that's a tough one. Yes, <laughs> but that's 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 what we I think ultimately advocate the listeners for is yeah. is, is kind of where where if you want this job where you need to go. 
just like yeah. anything else. And yeah, yeah, I, I I love it. I don't. I mean, I yeah. I really do. I I think it is good for me for myself. I don't think I could do anything that I didn't feel was helpful to somebody. At the very core, of myself would be I. One field that I thought I would be good at or I could do would be a teacher. Yeah, uh, I just like uh, being able to help and be a part of the solution. Yes, and uh, teaching public servant uh, any job out there uh, that you deal with people uh, will satisfies that need. Same, same for me, Sam. I mean, if I had to wrap it up, I mean, if I had to wrap up what my career in the public sector has meant and what it's been like, it's been incredibly rewarding. Yeah. It's certainly been challenging. Yeah. It really feels good to be able to look at something, whether it's a project that you completed, even something as transactional as a water line or a sewer line yeah. and understand that that really helps folks very tan very tangibly helped somebody that's a great feeling yeah so it, it's been good um i've i've been very pleased it's it's literally given me everything so mm-hmm. i i i chose the right thing so good job 20 year old me yeah good job brett 21 go. years ago um and it's been great it's and it's I, but i will say it has its challenges i mean if you're going to work in the public sector even, even at a lower level you know be ready for folks to talk to you while you're trying to buy paint at Lowe's yeah. about the thing you're working on. Like True. that is just going to happen. And it's not bad. Um, I mean, it can be bad, but it's, it's yeah. usually not. So, yeah. you know, inevitably, you know, when you're getting um, your pumpkin beer at Giant Eagle, somebody's going to ask you about the project that they read about in the paper. And so yeah. um, there's a lot of that. And so if you're living it and you care about it, that's not a big deal. Yeah. Some folks, um, they don't like that. You know, when no. it's over, it's over. And yeah. I don't want to talk about it until 9 a.m. So, yeah. Um, it it does take I think a unique person to work in the in the public sector, but I do think anybody could really come to love it and, and really get something meaningful out of it. And yeah. quite honestly, in places like ours in rural communities, our communities, we we listener, we need you. You know, we need folks out there to yeah. to work hard in our communities on the on the things that we love and care about. So Absolutely. it's been great for me. I would I would encourage anybody to if you're if you're a young person out there thinking about getting into the public sector explore it yeah um reach out to samurai yeah. be happy samurai yeah sam or i not samurai 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 <laughs> um, um be happy to speak with anybody about you know what that's meant beyond what we're saying here so um yeah and and obviously evident to the show you know we believe in uh this kind of local setting this yeah. this this uh drive to uh, make your community better yep uh on a uh, administration side, government side, to just yourself. You know, I know we'll talk. We'll talk on topics that don't maybe relate to uh, or go back to really your government, but maybe you know what you can do. I mean, not Main Street, right? That's sure. even though it's funded by uh, local governments. You know, that's an outside agency that does a lot of good in your community. Yep. Um, and definitely yeah, hit us up. I do have a quick story that someone told me yesterday. Uh, a, and to go off your uh, people talking to you, you know, at Lowe's, uh, someone said uh, the other day to me that they were talking about me to somebody else and talked about my ju- when I was at Main Street. And that person was informed that this other person had an idea, if you could follow that, of, <laughs> of having a disc golf course in, in, in Marietta. Okay. Marietta has a couple t- throughout. But... Uh, 
always be prepared that people may not understand exactly what you do. Yes. I was like, well, I, I do. When I was that, in that job, we I represented a district. I was like, we could do uh, unless we could do disc golf, you know, in between buildings and down streets and down alleys, you know, it, it, it's it's going to be a little tough to do. You know, it's not the whole city. It Is was urban just, disc golf a thing? I, I, did we just invent that? I think we did. Okay. I mean, I, I I didn't hate the idea, but it was okay. more or less like, well, that's not. It's going to be a little tough to do, yeah. you know, because not everybody understands right. maybe what you do, and um, when you get into this work, I don't think they ever really will, you know, unless they deal with you firsthand. Uh, because I've always, even now, what I do, I'm, I'm like, what's that? You know, what are you doing? It's like, well, a variety of things. But, you know, it's 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 a tough one to sell to people sometimes. We said that on an earlier episode is it's important for whatever your job is, not just your public sector job, but I think it's important to have a description of your job in your mind that you could tell your grandma. Yeah. So at Thanksgiving dinner, when you're uh, when you're getting the cranberry sauce and your grandma asks you, Sam, what are you doing now? Yeah. Um, if you say you're a firefighter or you say you're a carpenter, it's immediately apparent what you're doing. Yeah. You're putting out fires or you're building things with wood. Yeah. <laughs> when you're a community development specialist or you're a GIS analyst or you're yeah. any, you're a, any of those things, yeah. that's going to elicit a little more conversation with grandma. So, yeah. yeah. So uh, <laughs> I guess if you're not into having longer conversations with grandma, well, maybe don't think, get in the public sector. True. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or be good at describing your job in yeah. two words or less. Yeah. I play with maps. There you go. <laughs> work, work on that elevator speech. That's important. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Brett, anything else you think for the listeners? No, I just, I, um, I want folks to know that, um, working in the public sector is, is, is a great thing. Yes. It's important. Um, I, I'm also an advocate for, and I think what we're talking about here at my town hustle, and I think what Sam is alluding to it over there is really, we think about government almost upside down. We think about the federal government at the top, yeah. state in the middle, local at the bottom. I would argue what we're talking about on this show is government is local government at the top, State yeah. in the middle, federal at the bottom. 100%. Because what we're interacting with and what impacts your daily life, I would argue, just in my opinion, is the local stuff. Mm -hmm. And yes, the state and federal things do impact you, but your every single day, your your personal environment, your work environment, your you know all those things, the local is important. So mm -hmm. that's really what we're advocating here at My Town Hustle. That's what we're talking about here and working in the public sector is yeah. there's an opportunity for you to make a difference and make an impact. And it's if you can do that locally, that's probably the best way to do it. Yeah. There's lots of other opportunities out there, but I guess what we're saying is think about the local first and um, all those other pieces will come in place. So yeah, just, that's just, that's what we're advocating for here. Absolutely. And the local government can't take your constitutional amendment rights away. Sure. You know, so <laughs> those don't, those don't play a hand yes. because they literally can't do it. Yep. Now there's cases obviously where things get battled because it's, a, you know, unconstitutional, sure. but more often than not, they're not going to, and it's your every day. I mean, it's spot yeah. on, yeah. and uh, I think that's that's great. I hope you've enjoyed everybody out there listening to Brett and I kind of just riff for a little bit about uh, really what yeah. uh, we've experienced. And Thanks for coming to our counseling session today. Yeah. <laughs> hope you walk away inspired or have more questions or maybe not inspired. You know, I, I think in, in terms of career pathway, it's okay if you come out and say, I'm glad I talked to. I'm glad I heard that. I'm glad I talked to somebody that's just not for me. If Sam talked you out of it, uh, hit us up. Support yeah. at mytownhustle.com. Yeah, yeah, send me an email. <laughs> I'm sorry if you're halfway. If you're a junior in college <laughs> and you've wasted uh, your money or your, you know your family's money, but uh, just keep going at it. Keep fighting. Uh, but in the meantime, make sure you give us uh, a liking on uh, on uh, whatever you listen to your uh, iP uh, podcast. Uh, five star that helps us get uh, to where we want to be. 
And if you have any questions or whatever, support at MyTownHustle.com. And next time we will have Jared. He will be back. No baby in lap, but he will be back. He will be back. And uh, we will see you next time. Thank you for listening to My Town Hustle. We would greatly appreciate it if you would share our podcast with someone who you think would benefit greatly from it. But most importantly, subscribe and leave us a rating and review on iTunes, Spotify, or whichever platform you consume your podcasts. It would mean the world to us. Until next time, folks, thanks for listening. We used to-